Welcome back to the Average to Savage Show with Scaletti, a podcast that will help you overcome your limiting beliefs, setbacks, and fears to create the life you were destined to live. Welcome back, everybody. Oh my goodness, I cannot wait to share these stories, these takeaways. I was just talking to a really good friend earlier today. This Navy SEAL event called Kokoro absolutely changed my life, my mindset, even some values. And I am so pumped to share this with you because I don't care if you want to go out and do a Navy SEAL event or you want to run a 5K or you want to run your own business or you just want to have a better life. These takeaways, I believe, will have a huge impact on you. That is my hope. That is my belief. And in talking to other people before recording this podcast, I think I'm going to pull through. I'm going to dive right in. Takeaway number one, I've been very loud about this on social media because it was a major breakthrough for me. Major breakthrough. And if for those that don't know, this Navy SEAL training, it was in California in end of July 2023, 55 hours straight of training, of physical, mental torture, for lack of a better word, that is supposed to simulate Navy SEAL Hell Week or BUDS. I just found out, and this is coming from a source that will know the answer to this, and I believe this to be true, that of the people that go through this program that want to become Navy SEALs, 95% make it through BUDS and Navy SEAL training. Basically, this course, this event that I was blessed to do, prepares you in a huge way to become a Navy SEAL. Now, me being, by the time this airs, 40 years old, probably not going to happen for me, but for those that got through I wish them well. I hope they all become SEALs, and I think it's just really, really cool. Friday morning, 6 a.m., I think it started. Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. is when it ended. Zero sleep the whole time. You were not allowed to sleep. We went straight through. We were swimming in the pool. We were swimming in the ocean. We were out in the ocean in the middle of the night. We were rucking constantly. Basically, our best friend was this 40 ish pound sandbag that we carried around with us almost the entire time. We had MREs for a lot of our meals, a couple hot meals as well. The most intense, hardcore, extreme, and also, this is the weird one, fun thing I've ever done in my life. I could not be more grateful for those 50 plus hours. And I People ask me this, was it the hardest thing you've ever done? I say yes without even flinching. And there, I'll, I'll give you the reasons why during this podcast episode. But one of the major reasons, a couple of them are the unknown. You have no idea what is going to happen to you in any moment. And how does that relate to life? It's the exact same thing in life. We think we know because there's routines that we have that we do day in and day out. But we have no clue what's really going to happen any day of our life, right? This event preps you to handle whatever those curveballs are that life may throw us on any given day. 
that was one of the most difficult things was the unknown and not knowing what's out there. The other thing is this event tested everything, swimming, running, rucking, pull-ups, push-ups, strength training, squats, mental toughness, emotional toughness, all of it, psychology. It had everything sprinkled into one 55-hour massive session, mind-blowing the growth that I had. And I know that many others have had since I've been talking with a lot of the group afterwards. And I just, I cannot wait to share. I'm going to dive right in. We're going to do this in at least a two-part series, maybe three. The first takeaway that I got, and this is where I've been the loudest, is myself and you, and this is my belief, especially after this weekend, are capable of so much more so much more in 2017 i signed up for this event it wasn't even this 55 hour event it was the shorter one which is still pretty long it's 12 hours i had i believe the one and only panic attack of my life before this event happened i showed up pale i was throwing up like crazy beforehand i was not ready for the moment and as a result was medically removed basically before the thing even started. It was very difficult for me to take. I knew I wanted to come back if it ever presented itself again. And it did. And this Kokoro event, I left it just thinking, oh my goodness. If I'm able to do this, training with arguably the most difficult training on the planet for two plus days with no sleep. What else am I capable of? That was a massive takeaway for me. What else am I capable of? And there were some things that happened that were very difficult for myself to handle. And I'll tell you the toughest one for me. I'm a decent swimmer. I'm not great, but I'm pretty good. I did well in the pool, but I am not good at treading water. And we had to tread water for, I don't know how many minutes it was, 20, 30 minutes, whatever the amount of time was. And then we had to do a thing called a beehive. And I still, if I ever see a beehive, I will probably freak out because I'll be thinking about this moment. A beehive, there was probably... 12 of us still involved at this point in the pool, 12 feet deep pool. Clearly you cannot touch the bottom. You had to tread water. The 12 of us had to get into a, a beehive type looking scenario where we were scrunched together. And if you think about it, when you're scrunched together, you cannot flail your arms around, which is how I was treading water beforehand. You basically have to use just your legs. And the tendency for me anyways, is to panic and freak out. And I had to just keep telling myself, I got this. And don't show fear. Don't let the coaches see that you're a little bit nervous right now. Come on, Scaletti. Don't let them see that. Don't show that fear. Don't show them that they're getting to me a little bit. And for what I've been told, you couldn't tell. You could not tell that I was, not that I was in close to panic mode, but getting nervous and thinking, how much longer is this going to go? 
but I'm capable of more. And I went into this event saying there's two outcomes. And I can say this now so I don't scare my family. But it was they're going to have to live on their conscience with killing me or I get through. That was it. I'm either going to die out there or I'm going to graduate. And I'm lucky that it was the second of the two. But that's where I was in my head. That's how intense I came into this event. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it through and help the rest of my teammates make it through. I was scared to death coming into this. And when I say you're capable of more, whatever you fear, whatever you're scared of, you can get through it. And you can level up. And I just think there's so many of us, and myself included, that have held ourselves back from starting a business, starting to save money, buying a house, investing in a house, asking that girl out on a date, whatever the situation, we are capable of so much more. And that is the number one thing I took away from this event and I could give you countless examples of that happening. But it was so evident once this event ended that, oh my goodness, where else can I just blow limiting beliefs off the hinges and become the best version of myself? The second thing, and you've heard me, if you ever heard me speak, I bring this up a lot. Your army determines your apex. I think it's worth saying again. Your army, the people around you that you choose, your army determines your apex. Apex, how high you go or how high you do not go. I used to surround myself with alcoholics because I was one. I hung out with people that partied all the time. I didn't see most of my friends sober ever. Where was my apex? Not very high because my army helped determine that. And eventually I broke out of that group and became healthier and then got into an army that liked sobriety and healthy living and pushing themselves physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and it changed everything. I walked out of this event. I walked into this event not knowing anybody. I walked out with at least six friends, brothers, that I would guess I will keep in touch with until my dying day. When you go through difficult times and instead of breaking down, you come together over the course of that whole span of time, 50, 55 hours, it builds a bond that's really difficult to describe. And I think <clears throat> if you're listening to this, these savage adventure camps that I'm hosting and we're hosting that's what the goal is, to formulate these bonds by doing something tough. That's one of the takeaways anyways. And then you meet people that you might be friends with forever that can help you grow, help you learn, help call you out on your bullshit and level up in your life. We did this. I'll give you a story here. We did this log PT for anybody that knows military terms. It's a massive log and it took at least four of us to pick up this log. And the whole key was, and we did this both days and it took a long time. I know for me to get this concept and for all of us to get it. 
there were different movements with the log. You'd have it on your one shoulder. Then you have it on your other shoulder. Then you'd push the log above your head. That was normally the toughest one because it's hard to just hold this extremely heavy log above your head. And we as a unit, myself included, were clunky. We were clunky for a while. We were slightly different heights. We weren't sure some people were pushing hard. Some people weren't pushing as hard. And it made it extremely difficult. And we were not in rhythm. We were not in flow. And then, and this is where your army determines your apex. We pumped each other up towards the end. This is right at this is right at the very end. We started to get it as a unit. And when I tell you, this is at the almost very end of all of the training. We're beat up. You are bloody. You are sore. You're hurting. And at the very end, the log felt lighter than it did 36 plus hours before that. And you might say, that's not possible. It is possible because the team came together. And when you're all working in unison, the log becomes much lighter. I'm not saying it was easy, but it was much easier. It felt like to me, and I didn't want to tell the coaches this because we might still be out there pushing the log over our heads, but I could have kept going for sure because our team was just working together like a unit. And when you get people around you that want you to succeed, then it becomes a beautiful thing. When you all want each other to succeed and it's not me versus you, or I want to take you down and I'm all for healthy competition, but also when you have a group of people around you that will encourage you, while also calling you out on your BS and helping you continuously get better as they get better, you have something special. Your army determines your apex. And I'll give you one more and then we're going to, we'll cut it for now and then we'll go around too soon. Action kills fear. Action kills fear. The second night, we're already 30 plus hours into this, 36 plus hours into this. We get on this bus and the bus takes us about 20 minutes down the road to the ocean, Pacific Ocean. One of the coaches gives a speech that is very intimidating, in my opinion, very intimidating. One guy, and I felt really bad for him, actually, he quit right as the speech was going or right before the speech, right in the middle of the speech. And it was, it instilled fear. At least this is what I felt. It instilled fear in me that what was about to happen that night was going to be the most difficult, painful, hard night of our lives. That's tough to hear, especially when, you're 36 plus hours into this thing, sleep deprived, probably nutrition deprived. And now you have to go into the toughest night of your life. So what happened? What happened was we started taking action. We went into the ocean. Yes, the water was cold. We started doing these things called sugar cookies. You can Google that. I'll tell you what it is. Sugar cookies, when you go in the ocean, get all soaked head to toe. Then you run to the beach in the powdery sand and basically face plant you roll around and try to get as much sand on you as possible. And until we all had 
as much sand as they wanted us to have on us, we went back in the ocean and did it again. And it was actually my fault the first time. I did not have my shirt tucked in. So I was the reason we all went back into the ocean. I did not let that happen again. Action kills fear. I was fearful when that coach gave that speech. But then once I started moving and we started moving as a team and I had my swim buddy, Newton, shout out to you, brother. It became, again, not easy, but easier. We started to even have some fun with it, singing while we were in the ocean doing the surf torture, basically a form of waterboarding, singing, trying to embrace the suck, trying to enjoy it, trying to find the humor and how crazy this was that we were in the ocean at 1.30, 2, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, freezing, doing sugar cookies, running up and down the beach, rucking, doing all these different evolutions, doing burpees. We did hundreds of burpees on the beach. <laughs> it's a whole other story. But the point is that action kills the fear. If you have the fear, whatever it is, and you take the first step and then the next step and then the next step, it crushes the fear. Fear cannot survive if you continuously take action. It can't. It cannot survive. Fear will die. You're scared of the cold water? I hate the cold water. You're scared of the cold water? I've gone in that cold plunge out of my balcony basically every day unless I'm out of town for the last, what, eight months, six months, eight months. The fear has been crushed. When I saw cold water, at this Navy SEAL event, due to pushing myself in extreme ways in this cold plunge, I was ready for it. My thought was, cold water, that's going to help with my inflammation. This is going to be a help. Yeah, I might be shivering when I get out. That's okay. It's going to help with the inflammation in my knees, my legs, my arms, my shoulders. They're giving us a gift. That's where my mind was. Action kills fear. If you fear running, and then you start running, the fear is going to go away. Public speaking is the best example. I was scared to death. I still get nervous before I give a speech. But I, I was scared to the point of freezing on stage. I couldn't even speak. And then you do it enough, take action. Stage time. Stage time. More speeches. More action. Stage time. Now, it's, it's nervousness, but that's not fear. I don't fear getting in front of the group. I'm prepared and I'm ready. I still get that nervous butterfly feeling, which I like now because I feel like that means I'm ready. But the fear is gone. The action crushes the fear. You can tell I get all juiced up about this. I love talking about this. I hope that helped you. Three takeaways from this podcast episode. You are capable of more than you think. So much more two times, three times, five times, 10 times more. Number two, your army, who you surround yourself with, your army determines your apex. And number three, action crushes fear. Keep taking action. Keep staying savage. Much love. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment if you enjoyed the show. To follow on social media, at Matt Scaletti on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and LinkedIn. Feel free to shoot me a message, reach out. I'd love to hear feedback and wishing you an amazing rest of your week.